Hey, thanks for joining us today. Today is a really special day on the Christian calendar. It is the day that we celebrate oddly. It's the death of Christ. And, and I know it sounds weird to say that we celebrate that, uh, but there's something important that took place that day. There's something unique to the Christian faith uh, that took place on this Good Friday. And it really culminates in a word that Jesus uses. We're going to carry on in our series here called Famous Last Words. And, and there's a phrase that Jesus used here. It's actually one word that translates into a phrase in English. And it's a word of, of completion, you could say. It's a word that uh, carries with it such a depth of meaning uh, that, that it brings us to a place of celebration, even in the midst of the sorrow of that day of his passing. So if you have your Bibles with you, I would encourage you to turn with me to John chapter 19, and I'm going to read verse 28 to 30. John chapter 19, verse 28 to 30. And if you don't know where the book of John is, it's okay. In the beginning of your Bible, there's a table of contents. People worked really hard to put it there. Don't be ashamed to use it. John chapter 19, verse 28 to 30. Here's what it says. And, and this is at the time of the crucifixion, and this is specifically the actual death of Jesus. It says, Later, knowing that everything had now been finished, and so that Scripture would be fulfilled, Jesus said, I am thirsty. A jar of wine vinegar was there, so they soaked a sponge in it and put it up, the sponge up on a stalk of a hyssop plant, and it lifted it up to Jesus' lips. And when he received the drink, he said, it is finished. And with that, he bowed his head and he gave up his spirit. It's a beautiful image here of, of him being finished, literally. Like his work, like the really hard part, it's done. It's completed. Let's pray together. Lord God, I thank you so much for our time here. And I pray, Jesus, that as we're looking into your word, as we're looking into what it means for you to have completed your mission here on earth, I ask, Lord, that you would help us to be a people who see and, and, and receive the truth of this message so that it changes us. Perhaps it reminds us, it makes us more secure in our understanding of our relationship with you. And so that we're able to walk forward in confidence knowing that you sit at the right hand of the Father, constantly advocating on our behalf. Amen. So I mentioned to you, there's a word that Jesus used here, and it's word translates as it is finished. And the word is tetelestai. And that could be a hard word to say. Um, but you know how like, like there's a wide variety of languages on the planet. And... And each language has, has certain phrases in it that are very descriptive or certain words that are very descriptive. And, and it's difficult to translate them into other languages. This is a word that's kind of like that a little. It's the depth and the richness of its meaning um, is hard for us to come to in the English. Uh, it's the notion of paid in full. Let me give you a little bit of a uh, Greek lesson, if you would. Tetelestai is a word that's in this perfect tense. It's um, 
uh, it's from the verb teleo, and it's derived from a word teleos, which gives the idea that the goal is achieved, the, the work is accomplished. It means to bring something to a successful end or an intended, um, yeah, the intended direction that it was supposed to go. And so this perfect tense is the idea that it's a past event that has present and well, it has a present effect, emphasizing that this past event of Jesus's crucifixion, his death on the cross, has a present impact on the rest of us. And it also even has permanent results. And so the idea of it is finished, it stands finished, it will always be finished. So it is finished, it, it has been completed, it is still completed, and it will always be completed. I, I just We need to just kind of take a breather there for a moment. It is finished denotes this idea that there's nothing left to do. Like there's no making up for things. There's no negotiating with God. It's like it's, it's completed. It's finished. And, and we just got to receive it. Man, that's just a, an amazing work of grace, amazing work of redemption. Like it's complete and there's nothing else that can be added to it. Sin is atoned for. The Satan is, is defeated and he's rendered powerless. The requirements of the law have been fulfilled. God's wrath against sin has been satisfied and, and redemption is eternally secure. And so you could say that Jesus' sacrifice was in time and space, but it has results that are eternal. Jesus' sacrifice was in time and space, but the results are eternal. And that's an amazing thing to me. The God of all creation comes down to live among us and, and subject himself to us, and, and yet what he does has this eternal impact for us. That's an amazing thing. And so when Jesus declares it is finished, what he's saying is that his mission to redeem the sinners has reached its intended goal, that the benefits that we are to receive from those things are now and forevermore present. And it would last throughout eternity. That's a lot of truth in one Greek word. That's an amazing thought that, that Jesus and his ransom payment for us is sufficient. Now, I think it's important for us to understand a little bit more depth with this word. Like, Telestai in the ancient world was, was adopted by a variety of different groups of people. So, for example, servants. Servants would use those term telestai, and it would mean that they would report to their master, and I, I would have, I've completed my work, I, I telestai, the work assigned to me. In an ancient Greek secular text, uh, we read the example of a father sending his son on a mission. And the son wouldn't return until his mission was complete. And not just like in general, but every detail of his mission would be complete. And then he would come back to his father and he would use the term telestai to signify the fact that he had completed all of it. I've finished my work, telestai. And Jesus himself 
says this. He says, I have come down from heaven not to do my own will, but to do the will of the one who sent me. The Son of Man did not come to be served, but to serve and to give his life as a ransom for many. He says, my food is to do the will of him who sent me and to accomplish Telio, his work. I glorify you on earth, having accomplished Telio, the work would you have given me to do? And so he laid down his life for his friends. John 6, 38, uh, Mark 10, John 15. So it's kind of all over the place. So, so this is idea, this language of the, the individual who was doing the serving would in completion finish all the details of the mission that they were given. And so as a servant would say to their master, Titilio, or Titilii, sorry. Sorry, I said that completely wrong. Tetelestai. Uh, it's even difficult for sometimes as us as pastors to always get it right <laughs> with some of those words, but Tetelestai. So, so uh, this person would come to their master and say, Tetelestai, I've completed the work that you have given me. Jesus says on the cross, Tetelestai, it is finished. I've completed the work, Father, that you have given me. It's amazing. Priests would use it. A priest would uh, examine animals for any kind of blemishes. And so if, if a lamb for sacrifice were to come and be brought to them, uh, they would really just take a look and examine all of these different lambs. And if there was a spot or a pimple or a, or a sore or, or anything that would render that lamb imperfect in any fashion whatsoever, that lamb would be removed and not used for the sacrifice. But the lamb that would be found to be perfect without any form of blemish, without um, any, anything that would miss the mark of what it was going to be used for that day, no fault within it whatsoever, it was perfect, it was acceptable, then the priest would say, Tetelestai. It is complete. Jesus is the Lamb of God who alone was without sin, according to Hebrews chapter 4.15 or John 1.29, 1 Corinthians 5.7. And as Peter says that we are not redeemed with perishable things like silver or gold for your, from your futile way of life inherited from your forefathers, but with the precious blood as of a lamb unblemished and spotless, the blood of Christ. is complete. We're redeemed, not by those things which are perishable, but by the blood of Jesus. He's the perfect lamb, Tetelestai. And I think the one that I found, I'm not going to say most valuable, but the one that I've related to probably the strongest. Prisoners would use this term. When a Roman citizen was convicted of a crime, they were thrown into prison and they were given what was called a certificate of debt. And the certificate of debt would be put, placed above the door of their prison cell. And, and the certificate of debt would indicate you know, what that debt was, what the crime was, you could say. And after serving their time for the penalty that they were assessed with, the prisoner had served their sentence. They were released from bondage, and this indictment was taken down from the door. And so they were given this certificate of debt, and on the certificate of debt, the judge that had 
uh, was presiding at that point, would write across the certificate of debt. I want you to hear this. He, they would write across the certificate of debt so that the prisoner who had done the crime would be able to forever walk around with the certificate of debt that said this, to Telestai. Complete. Finished. It is the idea that this prisoner was free. They were given a document and if questioned why they were out of jail, they were able to pre present this document and, and they would see the word on there. And, and so this, the idea here is that the word to Telestai guarantees deliverance. It guarantees freedom. It guarantees the liberty that comes from having that debt paid. And so the charges from those crimes would never again be able to be used against that person. Hear me. The charges for the crime, when the crime's debt has been paid, could never be used against that prisoner ever again. There's no double jeopardy in this thing, having to pay for the same crime twice. And so when Jesus cried out to Telestai on the cross, what he was saying to anyone who places their trust in his sacrificial death, that their debt is paid. And they no longer have to walk around in life as a prisoner of the past. They no longer have to walk around in life bound to their history in terms of what they had done. Yeah, of course, there's the consequences, uh, you know, that need to be dealt with from, from the actions that we've done. But it is no longer held against us. It's no longer something that is able to separate us from Him. And so for past, present, and future... God paid all of it, every last bit of it, to Telestai. And so Satan, the accuser, the adversary, I mean, he may come along and accuse us of high treason, and, and he goes and stands before the throne, and he is accusing us. The Scripture tells us day and night he is bringing accusations against the saints. And what we have also is that Jesus is right there. We have an advocate who sits at the right hand of the Father. 1 John 2, 1 and 2, tells us that Jesus advocates on our behalf. And so whatever the evil one brings up, he may maybe lists and lists of different crimes and offenses that we may have done. And if you're a follower in Jesus, Jesus is the one sitting right beside him and saying, okay, yeah, I got that covered. Keep your list going, evil one. Keep your list going, devil. Keep your list going, adversary, accuser. Because I paid for every single one of those things. To tell us that. He says, I object to everything you are saying, adversary. And if you imagine it like a court of law, that's kind of the picture here. It's like God the Father is the, is the judge presiding and, and he listens to Jesus' objection to the accusation. And he says, objection sustained. I mean, when we, we sin, we, we need to confess and we need to repent of these things so that we're in right relationship with Jesus so we can enjoy the fullness of what it means to be in that intimate, connected relationship with the Father. But our eternal salvation, not in doubt. Jesus paid for it because Jesus once and for all time cried out to Telestai. It is finished. It is completed. And if, if you have sin, 
that you find difficult to accept the Father's full forgiveness on? Can I encourage you to just let your mind dwell on tetelestai? Let your mind dwell on it is finished. It is completed, past, present, future. It's there. And, and, and just allow God to have that sin in His ledger and recognize that it says paid in full right beside it. The certificate of debt has tetelestai written on it by the blood of Jesus. It's taken care of. The truth inherent within this one word to tell us I should give every believer an incredible assurance, comfort, a, a deep sense of, of peace that our sin debt, our, our past, present, future, it's all paid in full. And there remains no sacrifice to be paid. Hebrews 10, 12 tells us that Jesus, having offered one sacrifice for sins for all time, sat down at the right hand of the Father. And what it tells us is that what Jesus did on the cross that day is full. There's no negotiating with God anymore. There's no trying to make up for things anymore. There's, we, we deal with the consequences of our sin, but our sin, when we confess it, is forgiven. Like he, It's it. It's done. As far as the east is from the west, He separates us from it. It is finished. So stop striving. Stop trying to earn the forgiveness, earn the grace, earn the love. It's not how it works. We receive it. We accept it. We enjoy it. We live in that grace and, and, and seek to do everything that pleases Him, and we confess the things that don't. But it's handled. It's taken care of. It is finished. And as difficult a day as that was, seeing what He went through for the disciples, going through what He went through as, as the Savior, as difficult as a day as that was, Jesus fulfilled everything. He took care of it all so that we could call it Good Friday. It's done. It's finished. And as hard as the day as that was, it was good. Because it it gives us that access, that eternal access to the Father, that when you accept His Son as Lord and Savior, that nobody can come to the Father but through Him. And so when you accept the Son's work on the cross on our behalf, you're saved. No more striving. No more living in the past. We're forgiven. It's finished. It is finished. Let's pray. Lord God, I thank you so much for our time together here. And I pray, Lord, that even though I know we, we, we were using this phrase over and over and over again, but Lord, I just truly believe that myself and anybody else taking this in, we just really need to internalize this because we are so performance-driven as a people. 
And so we do things like, thank you, Lord, for your forgiveness, but now I want to figure out a way to earn it. I want to feel like i got to make up for something. And Jesus, would you help me to remember to accept the payment that you've made, the forgiveness that you gave, and that every time I do anything that tries to earn it, I forget that you've already done that for me. I pray, Lord, that my eyes would be open and that everyone who's taken this in, their eyes and their hearts and their ears and their spirits would be open to the fruit that comes from being forgiven, not living in the past, and recognizing that we're secure in you. In your holy and precious name I pray. Amen.